Jesus saw their faith. He saw that these men had heard of him, knew that he was a healer, knew that he was a preacher preaching the word of God that went around that whole region. Jesus is the healer. He's doing miraculous things. He's saying that the kingdom of God is at hand, that we should repent and be baptized and turn towards the Lord. And these men responded to that. And they said, hey, we believe that. That's the word of God. And faith arose in their hearts. And it gave them action. They went out and did something because of their belief. Remember, that belief came from God. Hearing the word of God puts faith in your heart. Faith acted upon will accomplish that word that God spoke to you. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Ben Church. Hello, today we are going to continue our discussion about the miracles of Jesus. This specific miracle is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, starting in verse 17. This is the story of Jesus heals a paralytic. Let's begin. On one of those days, as he was teaching, the Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Well, when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, Why do you question in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you? or to say, rise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And immediately he rose up before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went home, glorifying God. And amazement seized them all. And they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen extraordinary things today. This is one of my most favorite stories of Jesus healing someone. There's so much in that passage. You might not think about, oh, that's a, that's a pretty straightforward story. Well, let's talk about a few things. First off, I want to go back to what my dad told me when I was a teenager years and years ago. He said, when you read the Bible, especially the works of Jesus and the Gospels, he said, pay attention to not only the people who got healed, or the miracles that Jesus did for those people, but also pay attention to the people who didn't. And so I always kept that in my mind, and I read through the Gospels then, noticing who didn't receive from Jesus and why. This is one of those examples. Now, to give you some context, in this story, as you read it in other Gospels, 
this is actually either in Jesus' house in Capernaum or in Peter's house. It could be either one. So as he set up his ministry in Capernaum, he had a place to live, obviously. Well, Peter lived there too because he was a fisherman on the Sea of Galilee and he was in business with James and John and they had a little fishing business going on. Well, we do know that they had meetings in Peter's house because it said he went to Peter's house and Peter's mother-in-law was sick and she was asleep in the house. Some people say that, well, this could also, another house could have been Jesus's house. And that kind of puts in context of what was going on. So Jesus was having a healing meeting inside either his house or Peter's house, his home base of operations in his hometown here. And that kind of makes more sense of why a big fuss wasn't given to some guys tearing up the roof <laughs> and letting somebody down in because it was Jesus' house or Peter's house. Uh, this was their home, and they were having the meeting in their home, and it was a healing meeting. We know it was a healing meeting because it specifically says, and the power of God was present to heal. But also notice right at the same time, who was there? Who was mainly there? Who were like the main people were the scribes and the Pharisees, the teachers of the law. They would be the ministers of this day. They would be the, the bishops, the cardinals. They would be the priests, the pastors of our day or the seminary professors. That's who was attending this healing meeting. But notice they didn't get healed. Now we have to go as much by what the Bible doesn't say, as much as what it does say. So it specifically mentions these people who were constantly against Jesus, not believing in who he was or what he was doing. They were at the meeting. It specifically says God's power, his presence was there to heal. And the only person that it says who got healed that day was a man who was let down through the roof by his friends, his buddies, who had faith that Jesus could heal their guy. And so they went to these extraordinary feats. And so Jesus gave them extraordinary results. Not only that, but then he takes it one step further and he says, man, your sins are forgiven you. Maybe this man had some sin in his life that led him to this paralytic state. We don't know specifically but it sure seems like it by the way Jesus responded to this man by specifically pointing out that his sins and at the command of Jesus, his sins were being forgiven. And then the scribes and Pharisees freak out. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus says, it's easy to say your sins are forgiven, but just to prove that I have power on earth to forgive sins, I'm going to say, rise up and be healed. Obviously, he did, and that man received strength and health immediately. He got up, and he glorified God. And that proved that Jesus not only had authority to heal, but he had authority to forgive sins. That's who God is. God forgives sins, and God restores and brings health and healing to those who believe in him. Here's the key. Jesus saw their faith. He saw that these men had heard of him, knew that he was a healer, knew that he was a preacher preaching the word of God that went around that whole region. Jesus is the healer. He's doing miraculous things. He's saying that the kingdom of God is at hand. 
that we should repent and be baptized and turn towards the Lord. And these men responded to that. And they said, hey, we believe that. That's the word of God. And faith arose in their hearts. And it gave them action. They went out and did something because of their belief. Remember, that belief came from God. Hearing the word of God puts faith in your heart. Faith acted upon will accomplish that word that God spoke to you. It's as simple as that. There's nothing crazy about that. There's nothing off the wall. That's simple Bible truth. When you believe the word of God, the testimony of Jesus, something from God arises in your heart. It's called faith. It's a supernatural ability from God to accomplish that word spoken to you. So these men went to Great feats, climbing up on a roof, tearing a roof apart, lowering this guy down on a stretcher right into the living room of Jesus. And everyone was looking around like, what is going on? I'm sure they were offended, even at that whole thing. Jesus wasn't. Jesus marveled at their faith. He saw that they believed in him. He saw that they were trusting in God, that they were literally taking action based on that belief that Jesus was a healer. Think about this. They also had to believe that Jesus wouldn't get offended. They had to believe that Jesus was good, that they could tear a roof apart, let a guy down and interrupt a meeting, impose themselves on the whole crowd, knowing that Jesus would respond because they knew he was good. Wow, that is awesome. Think about that for one moment. Our belief in Jesus and in his word and in his goodness should enable us to go to extraordinary lengths to trust in him, knowing that he will do what he said he would do, knowing that he will be who he says he is. And when we do that, when we respond to Jesus and the word of God in that manner, we will receive extraordinary results. We'll receive our salvation. We'll receive our deliverance. We will receive our healing. We will receive our forgiveness of sins. Our lives will be changed from that day forward when we respond to who Jesus is and what he says and does. And that's made plain before us today through this parable, through this story, this example of Jesus healing a man, of having a meeting. Man, that's such an awesome story. Jesus marveled at their faith. He saw that they had faith, that they trusted in him. And then the, all of the people then went away amazed. They were glorifying God. God received the glory just as God will receive the glory in my life and in your life when you obey him and do the things he told you to do and succeed in that. And you are a winner in those things. You're an overcomer of the world around us. That brings God the glory. And we will then say, we have seen extraordinary things today. Let's finish on that point. Isn't God an extraordinary God? Isn't he a God who is always doing something good? He's always up to something good. He's always on the move. He's always working things for our good. Because we trust in him. We love him. We're obedient to him. We can have faith in that. We can expect those kind of results. It's not for our own vain glory. 
It's not so that we can be a winner in and of ourselves or that we can be successful in whatever we want to do. It's us aligning our hearts and our minds, our will and our dreams with what God has placed before us. We get on God's page, not God getting on our page. When something, when that transference takes place, we become focused on what God wants to do. He empowers us to do it. We will see extraordinary things each and every day that we do this. So what's your issue today? How are you paralyzed today? Maybe it's through fear. Maybe it's through unbelief. Maybe it's through sin. Maybe it's through gossip. Maybe it's through sickness or disease. Maybe it's through poverty or lack of some sort. Well, what is God saying to you today? Is he calling you up to a higher place with him? Is he calling you to trust him in that area? I believe he is. I believe he wants to see you respond with trust and faith in him. In his words to you, you will see extraordinary things today if you do that. So take this word, pray about it, trust in the Lord, and then go do what he tells you to do. And you will be the church in your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.